Thanks for tuning in today for our NFL Sunday live show. It's Real Talk Live. This can be found exclusively every Sunday during the NFL season on Spotify Greenroom. This is our recap show. If you're tuning in right now, this is obviously previously recorded. Um, we'd love to have you live every Sunday during the NFL season on Spotify Greenroom. Follow myself, Jeff Johnson, or Brad Eppert Jr. on Spotify Greenroom and listen to us live. Talk about all your favorite teams, all the favorite games. And uh, we talk football. We'd love to interact with you, have you comment in, answer your questions live, fantasy advice, whatever you got. Uh, as of right now, we're going we're gonna to play a, a recorded version that uh, was recorded Sunday morning from 11 to noon. And we'd love to join you next Sunday. Take care and have a good weekend. So uh, we're going... We'll go ahead and kick her off here with the first one o'clock game. It's it's eleven oh three. We're we're live. Um, people are uh, joining the room. Lions at Vikings. Zero and four Lions at the one and three Vikings. We spoke about this or this week on the podcast. Which team? I, I presented you with the question: What team is the worst one and three team? And you were pretty much consensus, and I agreed. We think it's the Vikings. You meant to Not say really that reflective of their three. schedule. They are. You accidentally I'm said sorry, what did I say worst? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. We both consensusly agreed that the Vikings are the best one in three team. My apologies there. Uh, they're playing the they're playing the Lions today. Where are you at on this one? I don't see the Lions picking up a victory, but the way that they've kind of battled in some of their games, if they're gonna get one, this might be it. Would you agree? I've tried to be as consistent as possible. Lions are dog water, Vikings roll. Lions are a bad football team. They have injuries at key positions. The Vikings are a good football team. This is not close. Minnesota, Kirk Cousins, 1 o'clock window at home. The, the Lions just aren't good. They don't have enough talent. I will agree that they play hard for their coach, but that doesn't mean it translates to that they play well or are coached well in terms of schematics and this and that. The Lions, are they're just not good. I'm never going to pick the Lions. I, I mean, I don't want to say never, but I can't see myself picking the Lions uh, in this one. And the spread is 10, which I believe is tied for – nope, it's the second largest spread on the day. And I think it should be the biggest spread on the day. I got the Vikings big. Yeah, the Lions are really beat up right now. Um, so I, it's hard to disagree with you. But I, this is a divisional matchup, man. I have a, I have a hard time thinking the Lions are just going to kind of get beat down today, especially with the Vikings. I mean, they've been able to score on everybody except the Browns last week. The Lions don't have nearly the D that the Browns do, so I'm not going to even insinuate that they do. I think the Lions find a way to keep it close, make this game fun and watchable for at least the Lions fans. But ultimately, I don't I don't think the Vikings lose this game, especially sitting at one and three, they see this as an opportunity to try and get closer to that 500 mark that, that they need to be at and, and above, obviously, if they're going to try and make a playoff push with the, the 17 game schedule Vikings win this one, but I think it's closer than you're giving it credit for. They find a way to get some offense back this week. I don't know, 27, 27, 20, maybe um, Lions make it fun towards the end. They have made some, uh, made some strides later in games this year. 38-17 Vikings. 38-17 Vikings. Okay, yeah. I mean, we agree but disagree in the same sense. Uh, two and two Saints. 
are at the two and two Washington football team. I let you start on that last one. So I'll start here. Um, I said this in the divisional breakdown on the NFC East towards the end of the, uh, the breakdowns. So it actually was the last breakdown that we did. And I feel very confident with what I've seen so far. This team last year was seven and nine. Okay. We added an extra game. They added basically one piece that really improved them as a team this year. You could argue that the Taylor Haneke quarterback move potentially is an upgrade. I wouldn't necessarily disagree with you, but this isn't a very good football team. They're just, they didn't do anything to give them three, four, five extra wins. This is still a eight and eight club, seven and nine club um, in today's world, eight and nine club. Um, The Saints are at least well coached and they're doing things that I didn't necessarily think they'd be able to do long-term without Drew Brees. And that's another thing we kind of touched on in, in their breakdown, the, the NFC South, as I said, the entire league, I feel like I have zero grasp on is the Saints. If you remember me saying that, it's just, they're so hard to predict without Drew Brees. I like enough of what they're doing. I think they go on the road and get a win today at Washington, move to three and two. I like their defense more than Washington's, and we were talking about Washington's defense as being the strength of their team. They're actually like 29th or 30th in total defense this year, so it's not even a good defense right now. Um, I think the Saints are able to move the ball, and, and ultimately I think they win the game. I think that the little bit that I've watched the Saints, I think they're so dependent on Alvin Kamara. Um, we talked about when they played the Panthers that, you know, Jameis Winston kind of struggles more against zone schemes. I think that's what Washington does better than man coverage personally. But you're right. The defense has not been what we thought it was going to be preseason. Um, but I don't think Jameis Winston plays well under pressure. His best game by far was against the Green Bay Packers, who were without some of their best players in the front seven and didn't get any pass rush. The games that you know he struggled against the Panthers – they had a pass rush. I just, I think Jameis Winston, I actually like Heineke the way he's playing right now more than I like Winston. Um, I do think this is going to be a really close game. I don't think either of these teams are playoff teams, but I actually like Washington at home to get a win. I think they showed some grit last week by pulling out that late win against the Falcons. Um, what the Falcons are doing right now to the Jets as we speak, it looks like their offense is starting to click. Um, for the Falcons, so that's good for them. But sticking to the Washington football team, I know their defense hasn't been great. It's actually been really bad. But I still like that front four to get after Jameis Winston. I look for Jameis to have maybe one or two turnovers today and Washington to win actually a low-key good game for two teams that I don't think are going to matter in January. Okay, so we differ there. That's fun. Uh, this next game, man, this one, this one hurts a little bit. So you have the one and three Patriots at the one and three Texans. For those of you that are not following uh, this game because they're two one and three teams, I, I would totally understand why you're not. The Patriots are going to be without four of their five starting offensive linemen, two for COVID, two for injury. Um, Who's that? They're also the New, New England. Oh wow, they're without four linemen. Four starting offensive linemen. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Um, really tough situation. They're also going to be without a couple of uh, starting uh, secondary. Obviously, they just traded Gilmore. Uh, this is a very unique situation for New England that 
obviously they're well coached and things of that such, but this is already a very weak roster that is what I predicted to be a running first team. The Texans, this is the perfect situation because I think the Texans are so bad that New England can still find a way to win this game, even on the road. Um, extremely low scoring. Do not bet the over. I think this one is probably a train wreck that New England somehow finds a way to win somehow, some way that they have no business winning. But the Texans have also played pretty well this year, so it's it's really tough. I could I wouldn't be shocked to see New England drop this game with what they're missing today. But ultimately, I don't believe in moral victories. They said that they don't either as, as far as you know the Tampa game last week, but they did put up a hell of a fight. They somehow find a way to win. That's that's all I got here. Patriots with a W somehow, some way. Um, it'll be interesting to see what they do with those injuries up front. Um, are they missing any defensive starters? Uh, just just one. Um, Jalen Mills is gonna Jalen Mills is gonna be out the second okay. corner next to J.C. Jackson. He's he's actually been huge this year. Um, so that is a big loss in in the secondary. But outside of that. They should be good. I guess, they get Jamie Collins back. Yeah, I guess I just look at, you know, J.C. Jackson's going to be on Brandon Cooks. I like J.C. Jackson in that matchup. Um, and Davis Mills is so bad at football right now. Um, I do think that the offensive line with the scheme that the Patriots have, in terms of run blocking, I mean, you just got that, – that's what is easier for offensive linemen, just push the pile forward. And then when you look at the passing game, Mac Jones has been typically getting the ball out so quick that you don't have to pass block for too long. I think the Patriots O-line will be just fine. I think Mac Jones has a good day against a bad Texans defense. And until I see anything positive from Davis Mills, I'd have to assume that their offense isn't going to do much. The Texans, I believe, are worse than the Jets without Tyrod Taylor. I think the Jets are the worst team in the league without Tyrod Taylor. It's between the Texans, Jets, and the um, Jaguars. So I, I do think that Bill Belichick is worth six points in this game. He's worth a touchdown. Um, I like the Patriots to win too. But if you're not a Patriots or Texans fan or if you're not betting on it or have it as a survival pick, I, I, wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't expect anyone to pay attention to this game. But, Jen, I did miss it last week. My survival picks for this week. Um, got to remember them real quick. Oh, yeah. Um, one of them is the Vikings, and the other one, I did take the New England Patriots. So that is news to me about the offensive oh, line, but against the Texans, I don't think it matters. You might need to change that up, buddy. Uh, I mean, I'll think about it, but I don't okay. like to change my survival picks too much. Um, they're playing the Texans. I don't want to overthink that too much. I know. Texans, uh, I'm just trying to help you out, buddy. Texans are at home. I'm just saying I'm not shocked to see a loss today. That's where I'm at with this yeah, team. Well, absolutely. So, I mean, these are we'll two one and three teams. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll keep it moving here. One and three Dolphins at the three and one Buccaneers. Buccaneers coming off a win at New England last week. Dolphins coming off a loss against the Colts last week. Dolphins won week one and have been on a three-game yeah, three losing streak. Uh, losing to a – boy, I think the spread's really high on this one. I think it's over ten. Um where are you at on this game? I, 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 to be honest, I think the Dolphins don't even keep it close. Dolphins are a cheap late fumble away from being 0-4. Um, I think Tom Brady uh, and the Buccaneers just played in a monsoon, got an ugly win against the, um, <clears throat> the Patriots, excuse me. 
But you just look at the, the Buccaneers roster top to bottom, and I don't see a lot of success for the Miami Dolphins. I mean, their one strength, I guess you could say, is that they have two good corners. But the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have four or five good weapons. I mean, they just outnumber the Dolphins in so many different ways. You got Jacoby Brissett playing for the Dolphins. I mean, the spread's 10.5 for a reason. I think they would even cover, but if we're talking just wins and losses, I don't know how you could advocate for the Miami Dolphins here. Uh, in, in the Real Talk group, I posted my win tiers, and I had the Dolphins at 5-8. to eight. I predicted them at 7-10 and 10 before the season started. I think they might be worse than both those numbers because if they play the Patriots again, I think they lose. They lose to the Bills. There's not very many games. I think the Dolphins have a real, real uh, good shot. So I'm going to take Tampa Bay here. They're at home. I know it's not really much of a difference. They're both down there in Florida. But, I mean, maybe you guys with Android who can access the chat can tell me why the Dolphins have a chance. But, I mean, they just – they haven't looked good all year. And, again, they're they're a cheap fumble by the Patriots away from being 0-4. So, they don't convince me to be good at football anywhere. Yeah. Uh, I agree. I think Bucks win. Find a way to win that game. I don't think. I don't. Do I think they cover ten? Probably. Um, but regardless, I think they get the W. Yeah, Jamie. Moving on to this next one. I'm actually, totally agree. Brissett is not a bad quarterback. No, Kyle. Kyle, I think I agree. I think Brissett's all right, but he he elite. I mean, he's not top fifteen. He's not probably not even top twenty. He's probably just all right. You know. Um. But Jacoby you know, Brissett Trubisky wasn't a bad quarterback. Exactly. Like you, you need a great roster around an average or not bad per se quarterback. They have a pretty pretty poor roster and then they don't have a quarterback. He is a starting quarterback, Jordan, I agree. But like not for the like for the Dolphins it doesn't look great. Like I would have liked him more if he was still on the Colts, who have a dominant defense in I, have, I mean, I don't know if they have better weapons. I haven't seen much of Jalen Waddle and all that. But, I mean, they're playing Tampa here. They're playing Tampa. They couldn't beat the Raiders. I don't think they'll beat Tampa. Completely agree. Moving on. This game has been – it's been on my mind, man. I've been thinking about this one all week because this one is kind of – it's tricky. So you got the 3-1 and Packers at the 3-1 and Bengals. I think for the last 10 years, this is an automatic Packers pick. And I don't think we, we even lose sleep over it. But then when you really start to dissect these teams, the Bengals are 3-1 and one for a reason. They are not dog water, as you like to call them, or hot dog water. <laughs> um, the Packers are without Jair Alexander, so they're going to be without their best corner today. It's a team that's on a three-game win streak since dropping week one to the Saints. I've gone back and forth. I'm giving the Bengals the edge here at home with their three top receivers. They get T. Higgins back this week. We're not sure where where Joe Mixon's at. I think he's going to play. I don't think he's listed as out yet, is he? Joe Mixon? I haven't heard anything. Yeah, I know he's hurt. I know he's beat up. I, I haven't he potentially seen any of the injury report. Okay. Regardless – what are the Packers going to do with those three receivers? People have had trouble with just the two. He's having three this week. Joe Burrow is playing out of his mind. I mean, he's, he's played really well through his first four games. Give me the Bengals at home to upset the Packers. 
I I just feel like if I pick the Packers, it's the comfortable pick, but I'm not challenging myself. I'm taking the Bengals here. Yeah, um, the Bengals also get Jesse Bates back, uh, probably their best defensive player in the secondary, Easily. the safety. Easily. Um, I just, right now, I, I wanted to say that it's going to be a shootout. I, I don't think that the defenses are going to have a lot of a say, but I do give the Bengals the edge defensively. Um, Joe Burrow's been able to put up quite a bit of points. Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd. Um, Joe Mixon right now, they said uh, he tried to practice Saturday. He's going to be a game-time decision. So um, we, we won't know for sure. But I, too, actually like the Bengals here um, in a shootout. No Jair Alexander is absolutely huge in this, I believe. Um, and a lot of times we've seen that if the Packers do fall behind early in games, that they kind of – you know, it gets away from a little bit. But the the Bengals have had a good, not great, but good pass rush um, from, uh, what's his name? I know they have Sam Sam Hubbard, I believe his name is, and then the other guy. He's been yeah. playing really good. Hendrickson, I think. Hendricks, something like that. But he's got a lot of pressures, a lot of QB hits this year. Um, with the shuffling around of the Packers O-line, I think they can get some pass rush. I like the Bengals' defense. I think the offenses are a tie here, even though obviously Aaron Rodgers is a better quarterback. But I actually like the Bengals in, in, in an upset. We have here Jamar Chase, big day. Bengals, D steps up, but still lose. It's going to come down to who the better quarterback I'm taking, Rodgers. Yeah, and that's, I guess, what I just pointed out is I do think Aaron Rodgers is a better quarterback. I think most people would think that too. And uh, that's that's always a good tiebreaker, you know, team with the better quarterback when it comes down to who do you trust under center taking Aaron Rodgers over most people in the league. So I, I think this is a really close game. If if your team is not on in this window or if you have multiple games going, I feel like this is a must-watch. This has to be on the TV. It's going to be a good game. Yeah, I, I, uh, I looked over the 1 o'clock schedule. In my opinion, it's the best game. And I, I think it will go down as one of the better games of the day because I just don't think the Bengals are going to lay down for them. I think they're going to really give them a dogfight. Even if they lose, I think it's going to be a dogfight. That's why I'm picking them because I just at home and in a tough environment and probably the biggest game they're going to play through the first half of the year um, outside of a divisional opponent, this is it. So I think they're going to come up big for this one, and we're going to really see what the Bengals are. We'll keep sure. it moving here. 3-1 uh, and one Broncos. 3-1 and one Broncos at the 1-3 and three Steelers. Uh, the Broncos – Take their first loss of the year last week to the Ravens. They're going to play another AFC North team today, and they're going to take another loss. Steelers are not going 1-16. The Broncos have not proved to me that they are a team that is as good as their record. And the Steelers at home, I, I like them to just to put up a good defensive effort and get enough points. I think this one's low scoring, but I think the Steelers find a way to get a W here. Yeah, I guess uh, what I was looking at is Teddy Bridgewater is coming back. Um, he is going to play. But last year, the Steelers did whatever they wanted to that offensive line. The Steelers' defensive line is going to be healthy. The whole defense, relatively, is going to be healthy going into this one. Um, Bradley Chubb, I believe, is out for the Broncos. Patrick Sertain, I was looking at it. If Ronald Darby is able to come off IR and play this week or if he's able to go, they might sit Sertain. Either way, they have some issues at corner with health. K.J. Hamler and Jerry Judy are out with injury, and well, Cortland Sutton is 
He was doubtful during the middle of the week. They think he's going to try and play. little redemption game for him. He tore his ACL against the Steelers last year. I just look at a lot of the injuries that are happening for the Broncos, and the Steelers are getting relatively healthier. They're getting Chase Claypool back. They're getting uh, Juju's going to play. I think the Steelers, right now for the Broncos, they just want to get back on track. I believe for the Steelers, this is truly a make-or-break season. With the division they're in, if they go one and four, the season is over. I believe this game matters way too much to the Steelers. They're at home. I know I've been kind of brutal on the Steelers, and I don't fully believe in their ability offensively, but I have to give the Steelers a win here. I believe they have to beat the Broncos if they have any chance of having a successful season this year. I'm, I'm taking the Steelers at home. Mike Tomlin, get them going. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't think you're being a homer there. I think that the Broncos need to really prove that they're actually a really good team. They, you know, they finally have beat a team with a winning record by default because the season just keeps going on. But uh, I, I don't have a lot of faith in them. And this is not the same team from week one. They've had two injuries at wide receiver. Um, they're still a pretty good defensive team. So, I mean, I think the Steelers will have a tough time today, but I still think they find a way to get it done somehow, some way. Our, our, uh, your Patriots, here. your Patriots and my Steelers, the over unders on those games, the Patriots Texans is thirty eight and a half, and the Steelers Broncos is thirty nine and a half. That's how bad the offenses are. The over under for the whole game is under forty yeah. points already. Yeah, I mean, that's crazy to even think, but that's where we're at, man. That's where we're at. So we'll keep it moving here. Uh, clock. Um, real quick, real quick, Joe. Yeah. I know I'm a little bit behind you here, but Anthony just had a question about the Steelers game. I wanted to answer real quick. If the offense is stagnant today, is today the day Big Ben gets replaced and yeah, see yeah. if someone on the bench can spark their offense? Um, I truly believe this when I say this, Anthony. Ben Roethlisberger right now is not good. What I can also tell you is Big Ben right now is the best quarterback on our roster. That speaks to what we have behind him. I truly believe he is the better option than Rudolph or Haskins. I believe the future is not on the roster. And I don't believe this organization, GM or head coach, with how loyal they've been to Big Ben, have any interest in benching him if it's not for injury. So that's that's my answer as a Steelers fan to you about yeah, and I'll, I'll answer that as an unbiased. Um, first off, I completely agree with Brad. <laughs> I think Ben Roethlisberger is their best quarterback option. Um, and you know how I know that is because we've seen it. Ben's been hurt uh, back in 19. He got hurt. And we've seen a whole lot of non-Ben Roethlisberger games, and they were an average football team at best, led by defense. Um also want to shout out your Kevin Owens profile picture. I absolutely love it. Second thing is I think that uh, this year and they've decided that they're going to, they're going to let Ben take the ship down, captain the ship. He's going down with the ship. Something I wish new England would have done, you know, um, it is what it is. The Steeler fans are just going to have to accept it. I think Brad has that. This is Ben's last year and he's going to get every single game throughout the rest of the year. Unless he gets hurt, I think this is it. I think they're just going to ride the ship out. And if that means, uh, you know, they're going to finish in the – I don't think this would happen, but if this means they're going to finish and have a top-five draft pick, then 
okay, more power to them. They'll be able to trade it for Deshaun Watson or Aaron Rodgers. You know, I don't think it's I don't think it's out of the realm that Aaron Rodgers is a Steeler next year or Deshaun Watson is a Steeler next year. I think the Steelers realize they have bad quarterback play, and they will solve that at the end of the year because they know they have to. They don't have Ben coming back. I think this is it. Yeah, and also when you talk about like a team's responsibility to move on from the quarterback, I believe the Steelers maybe missed a chance. Behind a bad offensive line, you kind of want a mobile quarterback. I know me, and along with a lot of other Steelers fans, really wanted to take Jalen Hurts in the second round when we had the chance. However, the GM's Colbert, he has been very verbal that when Ben Roethlisberger leaves, he leaves. They are retiring at the same time. So they sign him to a new one-year deal for $14 million, I believe. And Kevin Colbert has tied himself to Ben, and I believe it's kind of clouded his judgment on what the team should be doing for the future because he's not going to be part of it. He's been a great GM since we've had him in 2001, but I believe towards the end of the Ben era, he's really kind of screwed it up on that end. We should have taken Jalen Hurts in the second round, but we'll see. There's a few quarterbacks that come out next year. And everyone knows how loud I've been about wanting Desmond Ritter. So we'll see what the future holds. But Rudolph and Haskins aren't it. Haskins got benched when he was at Washington. And Duck Hodges was able to outperform Mason Rudolph for half of the football season. So I'm not convinced that they're the answer. Speaking of Jalen Hurts, the 1-3 and three Eagles are at the 3-1 and one Panthers. 1 o'clock on Fox. Eagles were able to come away with a week one victory over the Falcons and have dropped three in a row. The Panthers started off the season three and zero, but ran into a pretty hot Cowboys team last week. Where are you at on this one? I'll let you start. <laughs> um, the Eagles have uh, Darius Slay Jr. and Steven Nelson, I think two pretty good corners. You have DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson. So there's a good matchup there. Um, I I think without Christian McCaffrey, this is a completely even game. I don't know if the Philadelphia Eagles will start running the football at all, and I know the Carolina Panthers is the home team. Um, a lot of people may say three and O Panthers lose one, they're gonna get right back on track here. They're gonna they're gonna get back to four and one. Tell me why I can't stop picking the Eagles, man. I, I just I think the Eagles are gonna upset the Panthers here. I think it's a slip up game for the Panthers. And I truly believe this team runs through, runs passes, plays, everything goes through McCaffrey, who won't be there. The Eagles can put up points, so it'll be fun to see them go against that Panthers defense. Sam Darnold's been good. I, I would not be shocked here, guys. Don't take it to the bank. I wouldn't be shocked if the Panthers, uh, if the Panthers win. But I, I actually like the Eagles to get an upset, go to two and three. Let's hear what Jalen Hurts' feeling is. Jalen Hurts. Ceiling, the best he could be, I would say uh, Dak Prescott. I think he's a lot like Dak Prescott. I think he's a good leader, maybe not as good as Dak. Like, this is ceiling. This is best-case scenario, mind you. I think he reminds me a lot of Dak. Body size, movement ability, leadership. I think Jalen Hurts' ceiling is Dak Prescott. That's Again, that's best-case scenario. I'm not expecting him to be that, but – Dak Prescott out of Mississippi. So I'm, I'm going to go a little. I'm going to go a little different for you as far as a QB comparison. I think he has the maturity levels of Dak. I'll give you that. 
but he's not the same player as Dak. Not even I don't even think it's it's close. He almost reminds me of like a less a less physical presence of Cam Newton. He has that running ability. He's not the greatest passer in the world, but he does enough that's really different than a lot of other people, and he's unique. Do I think he's a long-term answer? No, because once that running ability goes down, he's not the best passer. Um, and he's not nearly the runner that, like, Lamar Jackson is. So it's like, mm, I, I just think he's he's basically the – He's what everybody wanted Cam Newton to be. <laughs> I think he's a he's a good quarterback. He could start for your team. He's mature. He's got a you know shoulders shoulders up is all there, um, but he's not the best passer. And I think at the end of the day, he's probably got a six to seven year career in the league, and probably not much longer than that because once the legs run out, he's probably limited. I mean, I guess I guess my thing is is when I look at him as a thrower. I mean, through four games, his completion percentage is 66%. He's got over 1,100 yards, seven touchdowns to two picks. I I think he is a good thrower. Um, I, I just okay. – Okay, so with what you just said, you've watched some Eagle games this year. I know you have. They compl- This offense is completely unique to anybody else's in the league. They run it specifically for Jalen Hurts. There's going to come a time with those legs – Yes. No, 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 no. We agree. We agree there. Yeah. But there's going to become a time where the, his legs are not going to be a factor in the offense. And he's going to have to physically pass it all the time. And that's when that completion percentage will tail down. You can't, I think, you can't I just, sit here and tell me Lamar Jackson, once you take away the running strictly, his completion percentage is still going to be almost 70 because that's what it is. It's like 68, 69%. Once you take out the running ability, the completion percentage will come down. It's just a fact. Jalen Hurts is 100% a pass-first quarterback. Lamar Jackson and Cam Newton were run-first quarterback. That, that, that's how I see it. I think, I think Jalen Hurts' legs are an asset, not something he relies on. I think it's something he can use. Interesting. Personally. I mean, I don't necessarily disagree with what you're saying. I don't. Yeah, I don't hate what you just said. I just think that uh, he'll be a very limited quarterback when the time comes yeah. that it's just – just and just one thing to clarify the opinion, Th- this answer for me with Dak Prescott, there is I am not expecting him to become Dak Prescott because Dak Prescott to me is a top eight quarterback in the league. I'm just – what his ceiling is, if he continues to progress, I think when he is at his peak of a player, he will look very similar to Dak Prescott. Body size, throwing ability, has the running ability, leadership qualities. That's just who I see in Jameis. It's funny that they're the Eagles and Cowboys as well. Yeah, as far as my prediction on the game, I think we fell in love with what the Eagles could be after watching week one, and they are not bad. I think the Panthers are a very good team that caught themselves on the road against a red-hot Cowboys team, and they rebound today as a better, more physical team, potentially McCaffrey to play. Um I've loved the Panthers all year. I think this is a great matchup for them, and I think they do win. I think their athletic defense gets after Jalen Hurts, limits the Eagles' offense, and they find a way to pick up the W and get ready for Gilmore rolling in here in a couple of weeks. It'll be fun. Is that the 1 o'clock window then? That's 1 o'clock window, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Tell you what, though. Let me say this, because as I'm starting to really – I, w- I wouldn't say I jumped the boat on the Eagles and thought they were a Super Bowl team after week one, but I did lift my expectations on them. They are starting to come back down. They, if they dominate the Panthers today, they're going to come back up again because I think the Panthers are a really good squad. 
And I think the Eagles yeah. can be can be at times, but we just haven't seen it since week one. It's really started to come down. They've played close games. I'm not saying they're getting blown out every week, but they're just not the team we thought. And the Falcons aren't great either. So their one win is over a bad football team. So it's like, what are we even, you know, what are we praising at this point? You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I agree with you there. And uh, Jordan, no, Stephon Gilmore's not playing. He can return, I believe it's after week six. Yeah, he got, he got high, uh, Whatever the, the 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 longest IR is, that's where he that's where he sits at. So they get him back here in just a uh, couple of weeks still. Uh, Anthony Du Bois is commenting on here. Panthers still have options at receiver Zalestra and Marshall, who could break out anytime. Might be today with DJ and Robbie are blanketed. Chuba is serviceable. Sam Darnold to Dan Arnold connection begins today. Speaking of, we trash the Dan Arnold trade. And that works. That worked last week. I don't know if it was on the podcast we trashed it or if we trashed it on the live show. We dogged it regardless. And all of a sudden, I'm watching the Panthers game last week, and the dude's all over my screen. <laughs> hey, and also, that um, isn't that uh, that Dan Arnold? Was he the tight end that yeah. went to the Jaguars in that trade? Yes. Yeah, no, he's the one that went to the, the Panthers. No, they Sorry. traded Dan Arnold away for C.J. Henderson, and Dan Arnold was eating up the Bengals for a little bit on Thursday That's night what football. It was, yes, that's what it was. Yeah, Dan yes, Arnold, I don't think he's on the team. Yeah, so Anthony, Dan Arnold got traded, buddy. All of us, we trashed that trade, and Dan Arnold was balling out for the Jags. That's what it was. That's I was watching the Thursday night game. I'm like, man, Dan Arnold, damn. <laughs> <laughs> anyways, anyways, we're moving on here. He was. Though, I was laughing in my bed. KC's trying to sleep, and I'm laughing because I'm like, dude, Dan Arnold is just all over the field right now. Like, what is happening? <laughs> oh, I thought you meant Casey's trying to sleep today. I was about to be like, wake oh, up, no, Casey. No, no, it was that Thursday, that Thursday night game and just yeah. Dan Arnold getting, like, catch after catch. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Dude, dude, I almost text you. I'm like, this Dan Arnold dude's Rob Gronkowski he's, out here. <laughs> dude, he's lighting it up. Uh, speaking of the Jags, the two and two Titans are at the zero and four Jags. Man, do you think the Jags find a way to grind this one out? <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to. <laughs> Too much comedy on this podcast. All right, Titans. I don't think they're a great football team. Uh, you are higher on them than I am. I am, yeah. Jag- Jaguars, man. Give me give me one reason to believe the Jaguars should win any football game versus any team. Uh, are you ready? Because I got one. Okay. Titans are without Julio Jones again today. A.J. Brown's been extremely limited. He's not healthy, but he's supposed to play. The Jaguars have been in the news all week for straight-up embarrassment. Okay. But they are coming off a Thursday night game, so they do get some extra time off, okay? Backs against the wall. Urban's coaching essentially for his life here. Oh, boy. Titans by 20. (laughs) I don't know. I guess I'm I'm trying to settle down and, like, rationally think about this for a minute. Because, like... The Titans' defense is bad. This could be the first game for Trevor Lawrence to really have a good game. Like, LaVisca Chenault, Marvin Jones Jr., uh, James Robinson in the backfield, Dan Arnold, 
you know, a big tight end pro bowler coming across the middle. I just think that this is a chance for the offense for the Jags to really get going. But, man, A.J. Brown, I think, yeah. is going to play fine. That uh, Rodgers, that slot receiver, he's still Anthony Ferks, her tight end. And it starts and ends with Megatron in the backfield there. Freaking Derrick Henry is ridiculous. So I just think that Derrick Henry is going to run the ball a lot, obviously. I think the Titans can put up points. When you want to talk about coming off embarrassment, so are the Titans, man. They just lost to the Jets in overtime. So, I mean, both these teams have reasons to win. I think the Jaguars, you know, with all the embarrassment and the 0-4 start, this is honestly a good team for them to run into. I think it's a team that's beatable. And, again, we always talk about in-division opponents. You know, they see each other so much. But if there's a defense Ryan Tannehill wants to face after an embarrassing week, he'd pick the Jaguars, especially after they're trading away their starting corner. I just uh, – I'm going to go with the Titans. But I guess the Jags, this is a team that they could potentially be successful against. But, yeah, I mean – we're, we're looking at some of the posts coming in. Surely the Titans can't lose back-to-back weeks against the Jets and Jags. You wouldn't think so. Jags defense can't stop a nosebleed. Man, they can't even find the tissues to try. Like, they're just yeah, – that's what I'm Titans. saying. So, could Trevor Lawrence have, like, his first four-touchdown game? I mean, is that something that could happen? I, and if he does, do you think they win? Because, personally, I think they probably would at that point. I, I'll put it this way. I'm going to take the Titans – but I think both teams will have over 24 points. And it's going to come down to maybe a pick six or a fumble. Or I know this is very cliche, but the turnover margin could really decide this game because I think both offenses will have success. And let me say this. Week one, I told everybody, don't be surprised if the Texans beat the Jags. Okay? That's where I'm at on this game. I'm picking the Titans because I think they will win. They have a better coach. Argue quarterback at this point, at least in their careers, it's a toss-up. They have a better running back, better first receiver. Um, I think they're a better squad. They should win this game. But something tells me the Jags can. So I'm taking the Titans. Don't be shocked to see the Jags win. I don't think they're complete, utter railroad trash, but at the same token, it's like, uh, yeah, Jordan, great. I mean, I just said this. Who's a better quarterback? Right now, currently in the league, I think they're – almost dead even as far as what they can do for their squads when they both have receivers. But I think Trevor Lawrence will end up being a better quarterback in this league than than what Ryan Tannehill has been. Anthony, Titans control the clock with Henry, and I think that'll be the difference. That's what I thought last week, Anthony, and they lost to the damn Jets. So, By the way, oh, sorry, I didn't interrupt you, but by the way, not toot my own horn, in the pick'ems, I did have the Jets and Giants. Picked them both to win. Yeah. Brad, shut up. I'm sorry, but I saw that. <laughs> I hate, I hate, I hate the Jets. I can't freaking believe they beat the freaking Titans. Who I'm again, I'm higher on than you are, but still, like it just it was a weird game. All right, four o'clock. This is the big one. I think this is uh, one of the better games of the day. Let's go three and one. Cleveland Browns dog pound. <laughs> speak up in the chat at the three and one Bolts. The Chargers, L.A. Um. I'm, you know, it's funny. We talk about this every single week with the Chargers, but people are talking about the Browns making this a home game, uh, traveling out there for the game. I, It'll be interesting. It's a 4 o'clocker. I think this is probably the best 4 o'clock game as far as just um, what, what these teams are going to be long-term. 
I'll let you start off here. I think this is huge. I think this one could either go either way. I think the Chargers are favored by a point right now. Yeah, right now it is Chargers minus two and a half on FanDuel. Okay, okay it's moved up to two. It's moved up to yeah. two and a half. It was so, at one point at negative one. So Troy Hill for the corner is out for the Browns. Jedrick Wills, left tackle, is out for the Browns. Baker Mayfield's playing with a hurt shoulder. And the I don't know. A torn labrum. Torn labrum. I don't even know how this dude's playing still. In the non-throwing shoulder. Um, David Damsky, who is in the chat right now, unfortunately, him as well as me, he only has Andro- or Android, so he cannot put in the chat box. But I know he is screaming, listening to this podcast, go Browns, they're going to destroy the Chargers. They're just a better team. Browns going to the Super Bowl. You know, full hype train mode. I got you, Dave. But with that being said, Chargers win. I think the Chargers are right now playing better than the Browns. They've had a couple ugly wins. I think the Chargers, you know, they, they struggled against the Texans for a little while. Baker got hurt that game. Then they come out and they get an ugly win over the Vikings. But, man, OBJ's open for like three touchdowns and they're missing him. I think we underestimate how much Jarvis lands. I don't think it's that he's bad with OBJ. I just think it's when he doesn't have Jarvis Landry, it changes a lot of things for Baker. They are going to rely on the run game, which they're a team that certainly can do that. Um, it is going to be a tough game. Uh, Hubbard is out as well, so both tackles, it looks like, are out for the Browns. I just think this is an unfortunate game to be a little banged up and travel across the country for, especially when Justin Herbert, I agree, Kyle, is going to go for possibly three touchdowns again today. Keenan Allen and Mike Williams are playing like maybe right now the best duo in the league at the wide receiver position. Austin Eckler, as people like to say, he's just built different. Their offensive line has been a neutralizer all season. This will be their toughest test with the cheat code that is Miles Garrett, Jadavion Clowney on the other side. Great, fantastic 4 o'clock game. It will be on my 55-inch TV, and I'll know it'll be on everyone else's biggest screen. But I like the Chargers to win, but, man, this is going to be a fun popcorn match. Yeah, wow. We uh, we disagree here. I have the Browns coming into town and beating the Chargers. Very close game. I agree. Uh, I look at both these teams as, as younger teams because they both have younger, not rookie coaches, but very early coaches. The Chargers do have a rookie coach. Uh, Browns with a two-year coach here who made super big strides towards the end of last year. Their one loss this year is against the Chiefs, who seemed to beat just about everybody. Um I think the Browns are – they're a squad, man. I think that even when they're losing some of these top guys, they're just deeper than everybody else. I've, we've been saying for years, they have two of everything. Sometimes in a game like this on the road, it's going to show up, and I think that the Browns find a way to get it done. I don't think this one's going to be as high scoring as everybody probably wants it to believe because their defense has been so good lately. I think the Browns find a way to get it done probably, gosh, 27, 20 – Four. I, I just, I'm picking the Browns, man. Brown, dog yeah. Brown, speak up. I, where, where are you guys at? You think the Browns win this one? I, I think they do. It's funny. Uh, David Damsky just uh, texted me, said thanks for the shout out, and tell Jeff he's absolutely right. Browns are definitely winning this game. Uh, so he, he shot that for me. Uh, J Mag here go. has OBJ's prime for a big day. Man, if Chris Harris Jr. comes back and the emergence of Asante Samuel Jr. Derwin James has been a real player. I mean, think about on the other side, though, on the Browns. 
Everyone talks about a draft day. How on earth does Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa, the Joker, J-O-K, fall to 52 and get drafted by the Cleveland Browns? He has been that. Like, I think uh, I was talking to a Browns fan last week, I believe it was Jake Shimming, and he told me, I believe, that uh, J-O-K was like the highest graded middle linebacker by pro football focus twice this year or something along those lines. Like, he's just been playing really well. In a defense that you can kind of hide in, you know, everyone's going to talk about Derwin Jane or um, Denzel Ward, and they're going to talk about Grant Delpit coming back at safety, Miles Garrett. I mean, kind of just do his own thing. So the Browns are a complete team, but I believe the Chargers are showing they are too. And if it wasn't for some crazy penalties and some really bad luck, they barely get beat by a good Cowboys team too. So the Chargers are right there from four and zero. Browns almost beat the Chiefs there right there at Forno. These are two teams I expect to see in the playoffs. Um, I'm glad we're splitting on a lot of games. That always makes it fun, but Chargers at home. And, again, kind of like J-Mag said earlier, if you're going to have a real close game, sometimes a good tiebreaker is the quarterback. Give me Justin Herbert. Yeah, no, I, I agree there. I do agree there, but – Chargers have had a good roster for a couple of years, not disagreeing with that, but the Browns have one of the better ones in the entire league. And you know what, what Nate Ray just said, Chubb and Hunt go for 203 touchdowns on the ground. Dang. Is that a big number? Yeah, but that's how they get Dang. it done. I think two, 200 rushing yards and keep the ball out of Herbert's hands. A good quarterback isn't good when he's on the sideline. You know what I mean? So Browns win this one. We'll keep it moving. That was a big one. I think that's a huge game. Everybody's going to be talking about it. I'll probably throw a poll up a little bit later. Uh, two and two Bears at the three and one Raiders. Uh, I've dogged the Raiders all year. Um, I haven't been able to pick their games correct. Games that I thought they would lose, they won. Games that I thought they would win, they'd lose. Uh, but the Bears, I'm not high on them. I think I don't even know how they're two and two. Truthfully, <laughs> I look at them and I'm thinking to myself, New England's better than them. <laughs> like, how the heck are they two and two? Um, Raiders get this done at home. Justin Fields uh, gets you know gets pressured today, and uh, Raiders win. Yeah, um, I know Matt's not here, but in honor of uh, Matt, wamp wamp wamp. Upset alert of the day right here, Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears, right now there's a lot of mess going on with John Gruden. Khalil Mack coming back for his return game, playing against Alex Leatherwood, maybe one of the weakest right tackles in the NFL. I I like Justin Fields. His mobility poses a threat. The Raiders, their only loss has been to the Chargers. Am I correct in saying that? And it's truly the only – real mobile quarterback they've played. Him. No, 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 no. Sorry. They did play the Ravens week one, but that's kind of an asterisk game because they had all those injuries in the week leading up to the game. Damian Williams is going to do just fine at running back for them. They have weapons. Justin Fields is going to play good. I like the defense to kind of stifle the Raiders this week as well. The Raiders are a good team. They're three and one. Definitely see them winning the game, obviously, but I'm trying to pick an upset, trying to be a little different. Darnell Mooney's relationship with Justin Fields is really good. They've got tight ends. Allen Robinson, I expect to have a big day. The Raiders in now four straight games have fallen behind by 14 points. Again, I think this defense, they played, they didn't even play well. They played okay against the Ravens after all those injuries. Then they just blanket out the Steelers and everyone says, you know, this is a new defense. Then they've allowed, you know, they go down 14 to Miami, who's a weak team. 
I, I just think they've beaten I, I don't know. I'm not sold on the Raiders yet and I like where the Bears are headed and I don't think this is a defense that's gonna give Justin Fields terrible amount of problems. Um Bears in the upset. Tell me I'm wrong. Allen Robinson is not a top ten wide receiver like everyone on ESPN claims. There's way too many receivers. Top ten is very prestigious, but Allen Robinson's very good and underrated. I wouldn't put him anywhere lower than 14. He's probably the 14th-ish best receiver in the league, maybe not top 10. But I do think he's a tremendous player in this league, Jordan. But go ahead, Jeff. What do you think? No, I'm going to comment on that po- that that comment, too, there. So, Jordan, tell me one good quarterback Allen Robinson's played with in this league. I'll wait. Uh, yeah, I just think that it's going to come t- – his, his time will come, and right now he's dealing with a rookie. So – or is he putting up the fantasy numbers that everybody drafted him is, is wanting him to put up? No, but it'll come. Just give it some time. Uh, Fields, you know, Fields said something really stupid in the preseason. He get, it says the game seems slow. That was the dumbest comment he could have ever said. This this is a very fast game. It's the freaking NFL, for goodness sakes. And the preseason is just a glimpse of what you see. So give it time. Allen Robinson will be great. Uh but, yeah, I, I took the Raiders here. I don't have a ton to go in on the game. I just think that the, the Bears are not really buttoned up, and I think that they have a coach that's probably on his way out and knows it. And, you know, the whole thing with Gruden, it's like I'm not, we're not going to get super into this, but it's 10 years ago. Uh, it, it's probably something he, he thinks he's like, all right, I got to apologize for it and we'll move on. But it's, you know, it is what it is. Going on here, the 2-2 the two and two 49ers are at the 4-0 and Cardinals. Cardinals undefeated. Um, the only undefeated team in the whole league. The Niners are kind of beat up. They've they've had a lot of running back injuries. Now Kittle's going to be out in this game. I don't even know who the starting quarterback is. It's it's not Jimmy Garoppolo, correct? Trey Lance is going to get the no, start yeah, today. Trey Lance. Trey Lance starts. Yeah. I, you could see this one going one of two ways. You could see a rookie quarterback coming in and losing because he's a rookie, or you could see it coming out as nobody has any tape on this kid for an entire game, and the Cardinals um, – just don't have an answer. You know, it could be definitely one of two ways. I see it as the first one. I think the Cardinals come out, they get pressure on Trey Lance and find a way to get it done, even though the Niners will make it fun. And there's another fun fact out there. Check out Kyle Shanahan's record without Jimmy Grapple as a starting quarterback. Then get back to me. So I'll take the Cardinals here at home to move to five and zero. and their schedule gets extremely tough here in the next couple of weeks. And I think that this is just it's at this point with 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 their divisions at and with the Rams on their toes, they gotta win they gotta win these games. And I think they're before the season I thought the the Niners were better, but I think I was wrong. I think the Cardinals are the best team out of these two at least. Yeah, when it comes to let's start with the 49ers offense. No Garoppolo, Trey Lance first start. I don't think that's a great recipe for um, or no Kittle as well. It's not a great recipe against the defense that has Chandler Jones, J.J. Watt, Isaiah Simmons, that Murphy Jr.'s exploded, Buda Baker's a stud. They just have too many players. So when you th- give the Cardinals the advantage on that side of the ball, then you go to the offense. We've talked about it many times. Cardinals are the only team in the NFL to have over 400 yards and over 30 points in every game that they've played. No one's even showed a chance of even slowing them down. The 49ers have one of the worst secondaries in the entire NFL. And you have Deshaun or DeAndre Hopkins. You have Kyler Murray. You have A.J. Green. You have Christian Kirk. You have Rondell Moore. 
Chase Edmonds and James Conner have been a fantastic one-two punch for them. They are firing on all two cylinders. Not only have the Rams and Cardinals separated themselves in the NFC West, but I believe potentially the Cardinals are starting to separate themselves from the rest of the NFC and the rest of the NFL, possibly. They're going to go 5-0, and and there's not too many teams I even give a chance against the Cardinals, and the ones I do, I'm starting to favor the Cardinals. Kyler Murray, without his right shoulder hurt, is 10-3 and in his last last 13 games. Adding A.J. Green and J.J. Watt are great veterans who are going to make their names heard in key moments. Cardinals are – how can you not be high on the Cardinals? They're, they're just playing amazing. Uh, you say Bucks, Jordan. Honestly, if they played today, I'd take the Cardinals. But there are other great teams. But I think the Cardinals are the best team in the NFL right now. There's certainly other teams in that bubble. Bucks, one of them. Rams as well. But – Cardinals look the hottest. Yeah, no, I, Bills too. Bills, Bills and Cardinals are the two hottest teams in the NFL. Completely agree. Uh, Cardinals right now are, are way better than what we thought they were going to be. They got just they just got dudes. They just have dudes, man. Uh, Kyler Murray. They got they don't use one running back. They got Edmonds and they got uh, they got James Conner. They got several receivers, including the rookie um, Rondell Moore and. Even the defensive side, they, they got studs, they, you know, J.J. Watt and Chandler Jones and um, Xavier Collins out of out – David Collins. Yeah. Um, obviously, the, the stud, Buda Baker, they just got ballers, man. And we overlooked that in our, in our predictions, and we got to adjust. Cardinals win this one. Watch out. By the way, if you're in, if you're in FanDuel, probably not a bad idea to start Trey Lance today. He's probably a low number, and he's probably going to put up stupid numbers in a loss. So, just on that. Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, move, moving on here, 425. This is always one of the bigger games of the year. Two teams absolutely hate each other. One and three Giants at the three and one Cowboys. Throw the records out. Where are you at on this one? Cowboys seem to be really good. The Giants have seemed to be worse. But I think that there's things about this team that are respectable. Where are you at? Um, with the emergence of Tony Pollard, this offense has become incredibly balanced. When you talk about Dak, Pollard, Zeke, Cooper, C.D. Lamb, uh, Schultz, and uh, Jarwin, both their tight ends, especially when they get Gallup back, which I think maybe this week, maybe next week, this team is an offensive nightmare to match up against. They move the ball really well, and the defense has stepped up incredibly. Um, Trayvon Diggs, week one, was like, wow, you know, he's improved. Week two, he's better. Week three, he's better. Week four, he's, I mean, he's got five picks through four games. Been an absolute stud, a really racer of your number one target, which the Giants don't even really have one, so they'll probably play him on one end of the field. I, Daniel Jones playing his best career so uh, year so far. Daniel Jones has not been a huge issue for the Giants. They've just had some bad breaks. Saquon Barkley finally had a breakout game last week. I do like the Giants. They're a fun team for me to cheer for. I, I don't know why I like them so much. I don't know why I like Daniel James or Jones so much. But the Cowboys are just a better team here. I think they pose a lot of problems for the Giants. And, you know, if, if they do beat the Giants, Panthers good chance to beat the Eagles. Washington has a tough one against the Saints. The, the Cowboys could really start to separate themselves from the rest of the NFC East here with a win. And this would already be their, I believe, their third divisional win. Have they played Washington yet? No, they've only played the Eagles. Uh, no. 
But still, they, they, they have a chance to go 2-0 and in the division here, and their only loss would be a, a nail-biter against the Buccaneers. You know, they were able to beat the Chargers. They've beaten good teams. I think they handled the Giants here. Fun in-division game, like you said, but I'm going to go ahead and rock with the Cowboys. Yeah, Cowboys, I think, are the pick here, but watch out for the Giants. Uh, Daniel Jones has only thrown one interception on the year, I think I heard. Um, he's playing pretty good ball. The team is just starting to really get grasp of what they are and what they can be. They were a late-season pick last year. Uh, they lost a bunch of their first several games and then really caught fire. Give this team some time. Saquon Barkley still just trying to get in the groove of things. He had a really good game last week. I think the Giants could pull the upset today. Watch out for that. It's one of those things where I, it's the NFL, but it's a divisional game, and, and they are an improving football team, even though the record says one and three. Yeah. Also, when it comes boy, to boy, – Yeah, just real quick, one last thing. When it comes to gambling or fantasy football, not everything is as attractive as you want it to be on the successful side. But Daniel Jones, if you want to look out in your leagues, guys, Daniel Jones is the seventh-ranked fantasy quarterback through four games. He gets points. He does it on the ground. He throws a lot of passes. He's got weapons who get a lot of yards after easy completions with their athletic wide receivers and Saquon. So not a bad idea if you're struggling to quarterback position. Maybe you go out and you grab Daniel Jones. Just uh, just a thought. Yeah, and Kenny Galladay had a huge game last week. Uh, Kyle's asking if he's the only one today or if Slayton and Shepard are out. Truthfully, I don't know. Well, if, 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 if that's the case. doesn't like Daniel Jones' face. <laughs> <laughs> if that's the case, though, Kyle, and Galladay's the only one, he's going to have Trayvon Diggs on him. And we all know that Kenny Galladay is not a space creator or a separator in route running. He's more of a jump ball guy. Trayvon Diggs should have no problem. Trayvon Diggs was able to blanket Mike Evans. Kenny Galladay is a lesser version of Mike Evans, in my opinion. Uh, big guys, jump ball. I think Mike Evans has more ability. But either way, I, I think the Cowboys will be able to, to do a lot to the passing game for the Giants. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I agree. I think the Cowboys are the pick here. Jen's saying Cowboys by 14. She's also a Cowboys fan, you little homer. <laughs> uh, Jordan's saying stop it, he's bad. Obviously, he's not a Daniel Jones lover. Uh, dude, we're not out here saying he's top 10 by any stretch, but he has played pretty good football over the last couple weeks. Uh, Kyle, the bread you the, – the post you shared listed them as out. Oh, so they must be out there. Yeah, I posted I, – I didn't read them all, but I posted something from uh, Adam Schefter, and it had like – God, it had like – 25, something like that, names of players. He always does that before Sunday, yeah. Yeah. So I just tried to get that out. All right. We're here. It's Sunday night. I know it's noon. You guys are uh, like, hey, let's wrap this up. Sunday night football, 3-1 and Bills at the 2-2 and Chiefs. You know, there's been two teams that kind of have been lackluster against the Chiefs, you know, that are really good, and it's been the Ravens and the Bills. The Ravens were able to finally beat the Chiefs this year. You think the Bills get it done too? Where are you at? Absolutely. I think we're talking about are there serious problems with the Chiefs mid-third quarter. I think they get after the pass rusher and the Chiefs. The Bills have an opportunity to go against the bottom five defense today, and I think Josh Allen balls out. Um, whoever has any fantasy players for the Bills got to be licking their chops right now. Um, I think the Bills put constant pressure on the Chiefs. 
Patrick Mahomes has turned the ball over at a higher rate than we've ever seen. If that continues to happen, then the Chiefs are going to be buried. I think the, if, if both teams play good football, the Bills win close. If there's <clears throat> turnovers by the Chiefs, Bills run away with it. The Bills are the top team in the AFC, I believe. And we wanted to say it was Chiefs, Bills, Browns before the season. Chargers have been throwing their hat in the ring, but I think the Bills have been separating themselves. And if they get a win against the Chiefs today, they separate themselves even farther as the top team in the AFC. I like the Bills, and I think it's potential. It has, I think Bills win guaranteed. It has a higher percentage chance for the Bills to run away with it than for it to be a close game. That's how I see this. Yeah, I think uh, I think you're not crazy. You think I'm not crazy, but did I just lose you, Jeff? You mute yourself or something? What's up, Gabe? <clears throat> yeah, well, we're losing Jeff. I'm not sure. But the way it kind of led up to it until he gets back is he was going to say that he, he knows I'm not crazy, but he's going to go with the Chiefs. Um, I believe the Chiefs are at home in Arrowhead on Sunday night. Andy Reid, they, they need a big win here. So they are going to play well. I believe he's got them just outscoring them. I can't say, but um, I just did get a, a text from Jeff for those of you listening. I know we got eight in the room, but he's wondering if we lost the room. So I'm assuming his connection has gone out. Because um, we lost Jeff, you know, I'll wrap things up here. This is going to be a fantastic game. Uh, obviously, Chiefs-Bills, when we've seen that it was a Sunday night game, everyone kind of gets excited. You know, everybody wants to tune into a game such as this one. So it's going to be an absolute firefight, I believe. Both offenses, both quarterbacks, possible MVP candidates. This will be really fun. Cole Beasley's in. Please look his way against the defense. Josh, I see a little fantasy prayer there. Yeah, a lot of people have been picking up tight ends, any wide receiver they can. Josh Allen, even Devin Singletary, Zach Moss get some play time. So Jets' comeback is on right now. Yes, I don't know if they've gone for the two-point conversion. They missed a field or an extra point earlier. For Monday night game, Colts, Ravens, guys, um, before the season, maybe we wanted this to be a good game. But at Baltimore, Baltimore's the better team. Lamar is an MVP candidate right now. He's one of the most – Dynamic quarterbacks we've ever seen in the NFL, as all you guys know. Yes, Delvin Cook is out today, but Madison plays really well for the Vikings. But getting back on track, Colts travel to the Ravens, spreads minus seven. I don't know if they'll cover that, but you've got to like Baltimore. The way they're playing, the teams they've beaten, the, way, the energy of the team, it's all going to be good. Uh, Jeff, I get you back there. I hear, I hear your mic rumbling around. Yeah, hey. I don't know what the heck hey, happened. Right. Somebody tried to call me. And then I thought we lost the room because of it. My apologies. Oh, you're good. Holy cow. But, um, All right. You can finish your thought on uh, the Chiefs. Yeah, I was just going through the Monday night game. But um, go ahead and – what's up? Well, I'm glad the room didn't lose. Sorry, guys. Uh, yeah, I got I got the Chiefs actually beating the Bills. I think the Chiefs have need to prove a game. They just they need one at this point. Uh, last week against the Eagles was not it. I mean, they have, they have two wins. Obviously, the two losses against the Chargers and the Ravens. This is a game where they just need a stop talking bad about us. We're still legit. I think they punched Buffalo in the mouth. 
Uh, I'm not saying they've destroyed Buffalo, but I think they punched them in the mouth and get the W. And I think they probably put up 40 points in a statement victory somehow, some way. Um, we'll move on to Monday night. Chiefs do need a prove it game. You are, you are already I don't going think they here. can get it, Jeff. That defense is real bad. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying their defense is good by any means. I just think that this is a this is a game they're very easily capable of winning. So even though Buffalo – Buffalo hasn't necessarily beat anybody to brag about so far this year. Okay. I will say that. I think – I'm not saying that Buffalo's trash by any means, but I just think that their wins are against anybody that's like, They've oh, my gosh, maybe Buffalo is – They have. But have they played the Chiefs? Have they played – the Bucks have they played the Browns? Have they played the Chargers? No, they haven't you know, played. Have they played the Cardinals? I guess that's a good point. I mean, their three dominating blowout wins are Texans, Dolphins, Jets. I mean, that's you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. We do need to maybe maybe think about yeah, that. Yeah, I just, Yep. So watch out for the Chiefs. Uh, I think they punched the Buffalo in the mouth. They dropped forty on them, and, and Buffalo doesn't reach forty, and it's a high scoring game. And but, also, um, uh, Jeff, I don't know if you have it on or whatnot, but J Mag has pointed out. That the comeback is on with six fifty left. It is seventeen to twenty. The Jets have come back. Been all Jets in the second half. I'm nauseous just thinking about the Jets <laughs> winning again. Um, we'll, we'll move on here. You, you got They'll be ahead of the Patriots. You already started the one. Th- <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't don't say stuff like that. Gosh, now I'm really nauseous. <laughs> The one and three Colts at the three and one Ravens. What did you already say on this? Um, I basically said uh, Lamar is right now one of the top MVP candidates. He is one of the most dynamic quarterbacks we've ever seen in the NFL. The Colts, we want them to be better. We thought they maybe would be, but they're not. But they're traveling to Baltimore to play an incredibly hot team. Um, the defense is good, but Lamar Jackson has had his way with the Colts last few times they played them. I just think the Baltimore Ravens are too much for this Colts team. No Quentin Nelson. Carson Wentz a little banged up. I, I just don't. I don't want to see the Colts winning. This is the fifth game of their brutal five-game stretch opener that we've talked about so much. 100% agree. Ravens win this one. And I've been predicting all year for the Ravens to get a blowout victory, literally, because they, you know, for the last several years, they, they are typically one or two or maybe even three as far as point differential in the league, and they're just not getting those victories. I'm predicting this one's it. They, I think they annihilate the Colts on Monday night and uh, and win a big one. All right. Um, thank you guys for listening. That wraps for sure. up. Um, also, some of you guys, uh, Jordan, Nathan, David, if you guys know anybody who you think might want to listen to the podcast, you know, go ahead and give them an invite through Spotify Green Room. We always appreciate you guys getting out here, just trying to pump the numbers up a little bit. But uh, like we said, second week on Green Room, this is a much better platform than Facebook Live. Just unfortunately, we're waiting for that update for Android users to be able to chat. But it seems like we got a lot of iPhone guys in here. But um, I'll let you finish it off there, Jeff. Get out of here. Watch the football. Yeah, no, that's all I was saying. You know, as you guys pop in, you know, I've seen a lot of first-time listeners this week. I do my best as we're talking to click on your profile and follow you right away just so you can uh, I can send you an invite for next time. I appreciate you guys listening. I appreciate all the involvement. Tons of chat this week. Sorry about whatever happened. Somebody called me, and I must have accidentally backed out of the room. But, uh, you guys, week five, good luck to all your teams, unless you're a Texans fan. I'm sorry. And, uh, yeah, we'll be out. Hopefully we'll see you guys this week on the on the podcast if you guys listen. And we'll talk. Yep, catch you later, guys. Thanks for coming out.
we're out. Real talk. <laughs>